Big Ten O. Uh, yes, thank you uh, for listening, I suppose. And thank you also to the lovely George and Gavin, who are also with me this evening. I don't know, I'm adding words in that don't need to be there today. Uh, anyway, say hello, George. Hello, and, and happy say hello, New Year. Gav. Hello, how is everybody doing today? Good. Good. Excellent. Apologies for talking over you there, George. I yeah. didn't realise you were I had, say happy New Year. I had nothing but good wishes for you, Nevi. Thank you. I appreciate it. I do. Has it been snowing by you guys today, slash yesterday, slash the day before? Uh, no. Nope. No, it's, it's been very cold. We had a good inch of snow here nearly, near enough, I think, yesterday. Uh, that Midlands microclimate. Well, the north still, Yorkshire. Ah, yeah. uh, well, that's my accurate knowledge of the UK then. <laughs> <laughs> There's your geography lesson for I today. Suppose, in theory, I am Midlands compared to you two, so I'm middle of the lands. You are, you, you, are, you, are, you are possibly in a midpoint between the two of us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get the rulers out. <laughs> the ruler of the middle lands. Gosh, we've gone Tolkien-esque already. Um, anyway, uh, do you all have a good... Christmas, New Year. I did, yeah. I got round to. Managed to play a handful of games. Uh, managed to bring one or two board games to the family. I oh, spent yes. I spent a while deciding what would be best to bring back for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, brought back Flam Rouge. Uh, went down quite well. Did and you can all watch our, well, our George's unboxing of that on our YouTube channel, which is. Oh god! If you search bits and pieces, it'll be something like that. I can't remember the exact. Name sure. Don't 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 <laughs> don't, 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 don't leave it. them in the hands of Google's algorithm and our terrible SEO. The, on, yeah, if you go on the site, it's in the top right. Just click on that. <laughs> go on bits and pieces games. Click top right. The thing that looks like YouTube. I can't think of what the channel's called now. I'm assuming it's just bits. Let, and let's pieces, let's move it, it swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's cover this up quickly. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. Anyway, uh, we've got exciting things ahead today. We're going to talk it's, about... It's that New Year's excitement, Nevi. Yeah, we're going to talk about games we're looking forward to playing, games that we have should have been playing, <laughs> and games that we really should have already played, as well as some New Year's gaming resolutions. And then George has a quiz, which I'm really looking forward to, because it's about uh, all the naff knock-off game consoles you find on Amazon. So I will invite really the funny. two of you into my bargain basement where you're going to have to spot the deals from the steals. <laughs> it almost works. Imagine that I'm stealing from you. <laughs> stealing our knowledge or lack of, perhaps. Stealing our hard-earned Christmas cash exactly, exactly by that. peddling fake deals <laughs> at us. Yes. <laughs> anyway, should we, should we jump straight in on our games that we're looking forward to in 2018 yeah let's start on a positive uh, note because i am definitely most excited and i'm sure a lot of people are for red dead redemption 2 because red dead redemption 1 well uh technically the second in its series is probably one of my favorite games ever Easy, easily yeah. easily top five just because like even it might, yeah, it just manages to create such a lovely world to inhabit. Yeah, and it's so atmospheric and just nice. It is. It's very nice. No, I have I have distinct memories of playing Red Dead because I um I didn't get it when it came out. I um I got it when I I had mumps in in university for about two weeks or so, 
I don't really leave my flat. <laughs> so I just sort of sat indoors and played Red Dead Redemption for about sort of pretty much every day. So that my, my main memory of Red Dead Redemption is also being incredibly swollen around the neck due to the fun things that are mumps. Yes, yeah, so that's pleasant. That's, yeah, yeah not, be- not the best thing to associate with it. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm sure the guys, the guys that Rockstar are very happy that that's, you know, when, the, when you think back, that's the emotion it evokes in you. Exactly, yeah. I think I had that and Darksiders. Um, but I think I played Red Dead more. I think there was a third game, but I, I can't remember what it is now. I mostly just remember playing Red Dead and um, just riding around that. Did, it all, did you, you play... Because um, I never did the, the, fir- the very first Red Dead game. Was it Red Dead Revolver? I think it was called. I never played it, no. No, I never played it. Wasn't it a bit more like a kind of akin to like a light gun game almost i think so. it might oh, have it had like, was it first like person i think it was third person you were like in set standing positions and you had to shoot off were you stuff is am i remembering that wrong I, no I, I i get pretty confused there's a few games that are quite similar um but i think it was kind of a very small open world but i'm not not 100 percent because I, you see, I get confused between Red Dead Revolver and Gun. Gun. Uh, yes. Gun. Yeah, I remember. I remember friends like having having that on PS2, and that was like at the time when probably around when GTA San Andreas came out. But it was like I was probably eleven, so it was always like, ooh, which which of your friends has got a GTA or Gun? Because they were like the kind of the ultra violent thing that you weren't supposed to play. That and Manhunt. I know I never oh, played Manhunt, but no, yeah. neither. I, I Manhunt had like a like a legendary reputation. Yeah, I, rem- I remember hearing about it. Like, oh, people have actually died after playing this game, <laughs> and, and, and Barry from school's got it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think I think there's a strong claim back on topic for uh, for Red Dead being maybe the best Rockstar game. Yeah, like because it is very good. Like even yeah, the. Like, somehow, even the parts of Rockstar games that are quite dull, like driving places while someone delivers exposition, were just quite, or at least I didn't find boring enough and was quite happy to do in Red Dead. Because it, it made it very easy, like, often, so often you were just riding a coach somewhere or cantering beside someone yeah. while they chatted. And the landscape's very nice. But yeah, like, the landscape, the score, it was just, it's just like being a nice western. Mm-hmm. And like the bit that always stuck out for me, I think, is when in the finale of the game, when you realize, like, you uh, John Marsden realizes his family's in danger, and he has to like ride back to his homestead. There's just a great bit where you're riding through this kind of trail in the middle of like a thunder in the middle of a thunderstorm, and you're and the music starts playing, and it's it's great. Yeah. yeah, I think it, it manages to have like a very good. I mean, Rockstar in general are pretty good at it, but it has like a, a very good mix of being like open world and also managing to get those kind of very uh, kind of cinematic mission based moments like that, while also feeling like it's part of the world. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, so hopefully it doesn't get pushed back again. But if we yeah, s- hopefully, because uh, this one's a this is a prequel. Um, yeah, set possibly even before. So I think the story, the story of Red Dead Redemption is you're an ex-gang member blackmailed by the FBI into hunting down mem- the members of the gang that you left. And this is set in... The protagonist is in the gang that 
yeah. your character rode with in the previous game, but pro- possibly before that character joins. Right. Or okay. I think I think it's that. And yeah, I can't remember exactly. And it seems like he's going to be a much more criminal character because in in Red Dead Redemption you are a character seeking redemption. So yeah, I mean, so it's, yeah, that's the reform. that's the the core thematic element mm. of the game. Yeah. Of title. So I think it's be interesting to see how that carries through because obviously they haven't called it Red Dead. Not redemption. Resolution. <laughs> Red Dead. I'm a bad guy. Red now. Dead <laughs> Revengeance. They, they've, they've stuck with. They've, I'd play it. <laughs> they've stuck. You're a Western metal cyborg man with a ninja sword. You go to to Mexico and suddenly riding in a sombrero climbs out of a a drain pipe somewhere. I would yeah. not be surprised. <laughs> but yeah, like they they've they obviously they've got they've had a reason for sticking with redemption and going redemption too. So perhaps yeah. you'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you'll you'll turn you'll turn good. Uh, but I'm also yeah. just like I'm a little worried about how they handle online because slightly because GTA Online has been just hugely successful for Rockstar. Mm. However, it does have some massive problems which make it which has always kind of got in the way of me having a properly fun time. Just like the yeah, I mean I guess the game released and the like i think it's like networking architecture immediately aged because that game is quite old now because yeah it takes so long to load you constantly drop from games as well as just navigating the menus to get into games is horrible which i think i said before mm-hmm. um but they have uh i think my main worry is the fact that the like gta 5 saw such success with online that they put all their focus into developing online and we haven't seen any single player expansions for GTA 5. And I'm not hugely sad about that, but if the story experience is anything like the first Red Dead Redemption, like I'd love to see it continued supported and kind of you know, I I yeah. hope that I don't like I worry that I would I'll come out the other side the other side of Red Dead Redemption 2 be really excited for kind of a more story and then it, it won't quite happen. Yeah, I mean, because you had, I mean, they had a good a good history for a while of doing really high quality expansion packs. Because, I mean, Red Dead Redemption never got a, like a, a proper one, but it got Undead Nightmare, which is very good. Yeah, which was, and was obviously like a interesting and big expansion. Yeah, and then GTA Four obviously had uh, some really good expansions, and then yeah, I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, kind of kind of optimism, but tinged obviously with a little bit of worry. Maybe. Did you did you ever some play much of the Red Dead online stuff? A bit. Because I actually had a like had a huge amount of fun. It had like these ten co op missions, which mm-hmm. I think they released five initially, and then they released a couple more as like free DLC. And they're almost almost the kind of like the forerunner to the heist missions in in GTA Online. Yeah. And they were these just really fun, uh, like two to four player co op missions. That yeah, and you'd kind of travel travel across the map and just kind of do interesting things that you know be like clear out a hideout and then perhaps escort something or and they yeah and they were just really fun and like I played them so much like I remember at one point uh, a friend came over to mine and I was like oh have a go at um, these cart missions with a friend online and he was wearing the headset and 
I like we knew the we knew the mission so well. Like we just kept playing these same ten missions over and over again. That even though we weren't talking to each other, we were both relaying the exact same advice at the exact same time to my poor friend yeah. in the middle of the two of us. Um, yeah, I, I remember doing those. I also remember having a lot of fun online, uh, bombing my friends off their their shitty little mules. Yeah, but, <laughs> or yeah. running running around with the tomahawks is always good fun. It was yeah. Anyway, so I, I believe that there's there's something else horse related that you're looking forward to. Well, I mean, I think all of the games I'm excited for in 2018, I think will might could feature horses because I'm also quite excited for Far Cry Five. Uh, any horses in there well there could be like you could, there's a lot of vehicles and you could ride elephants in Far Cry 4 and it's set in the midwest somewhere mm-hmm. so there's no reason why there couldn't be horses yeah. <laughs> I mean if we look at the horse meter here <laughs> if we detect the horse probability that's pretty high yeah our horse forecast is <laughs> 3 out of 5 horses yeah there's a a strong horse front moving in over the Midwest four, of America. Yeah, four out of five horseshoes. <laughs> Chance of it happening. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I'm quite excited for that. Like, I think the like it looks to be like a bigger, interesting open world. Um, I think it'll just be like quite a fun, silly game. Like, I think because I I love Far Cry Three. Didn't thought Far Cry Four was a bit too similar and a bit. Dollar. Yeah. Um, I quite enjoyed the Far Cry Three story. Like I thought it 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 was at the time it felt, it felt quite kind of fresh and interesting. Yeah, it was quite good. Um, I think uh, yeah, kind of a weak back half, but yeah, the first yeah, like it because it at the time you know it, it was the it kind of almost like the the silliness of it was it still felt quite new at the time, uh, but it it was yeah. like it was silly while not. Somehow it managed to balance being completely insane with, to an extent, a meaningful story. Like, yeah, it has yeah. you, um, you know, burning down a uh, a weed farm to bonfire, which is what... While well, well, Skrillex <laughs> plays in the background. I think that yeah. bit will have dated a bit. That, that bit was probably quite dated, but I, I, remember, <laughs> I, remember, I remember playing that level and... I, was, I, was, I thought it was ace. I, yeah, I loved it. But what have, I, I was walking towards the thing, and then just out of nowhere, Skrillex starts playing, and I was so confused. <laughs> but it really confused me because I thought it was coming from outside the game. So I was like, <laughs> "Hang on, did I leave a YouTube window open or something?" And I was so, like, <laughs> and, and, "So I ended up like alt tabbing out the game, trying to find where the music was coming from." And then I was like, "Oh, right, it's the game." Because because it, and it's and it's literally just for that one level. Suddenly, it just starts blaring like in your character's head because he's you know off his nut he is um not not stable and yeah I mean like Far Cry 4 yeah it was kind of more of the same really. kind of yeah I didn't get that far with it but it felt a lot more a bit more somber and just kind of not great and they were kind of it was hitting some of the same notes but was a bit yeah um, yeah, and Far Cry, Far Cry uh, Five looks interesting. I just worried it might be from what I've seen. It might be too silly because like all of the maybe all of the clips I've seen are just a bit like uh, sound like it's a bit like almost childish. Like I, like I keep seeing the gameplay level of like collect bull testicles for the testicle festival, which apparently which is a real festival. 
I, you know, I'm not. There's a real testicle there's festival. A, there's a testy fest. Nice. Uh, but it's like you have to go and kill a whole load of bulls and in weird ways, and take it's their, all just a bit, take their balls, and it's all quite pleased with itself at like <laughs> testicles. They're really funny. A bit like. A bit like the the Final Fan, not I actually said Final Fantasy, the Far Cry equivalent of a of like a, a Michael McIntyre skit about bull testicles. Yes, exactly that. It just seems <laughs> seems quite like oh bull testicles, eh? What's the deal with those? <laughs> Can you imagine a Final Fantasy with bull testicles? <laughs> I, I it, like you know you know the very the very nice looking ingredients in in fifteen that but it's bull bull nuts. Yeah. That could happen. Really I, nicely I can rendered. It. <laughs> Cup noodle, bull balls flavor. <laughs> but yeah, like I guess I guess the final game I'm quite excited for is um. Well, it's kind of two games that may or may not come out this year because one is Mountain Blade Two, which there is a five out of five horseshoe chance of horses. Extreme horse. Like if if there were no horses, you know, I don't know what would be going on. But Blade that, that 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 <laughs> game has been coming out next year for the like the last three years uh yeah yeah and it tends to be oh it's probably coming out next year and then you just hear nothing nice um hopefully not this time but maybe this time imagine if they just swapped all the horses for other animals like giraffes and anything else <laughs> you could mount instead there's just no horses in it didn't get the horse licensing through or something <laughs> <laughs> the we, horse lobby has gone nope <laughs> Didn't get the the papers back from the horse board in time. <laughs> yeah. So here we we've just got Blade Two with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> uh, well, like uh, as the end, like it's, it's yeah, Mass Play Two promises to be a it's, it's it's a trudging through the mud simulator almost. Like you're just a you start out as a medieval nobody, and you have to and you just grind your way up to the top of being a medieval somebody. But I I, fi- I find the grind really dull in the, in the other Med- Mountain Blade Twos. So the other Mountain Blade games. It's not very forgiving, and a lot of the early game is just walk around, run into f- six bandits with clubs, get clubbed to death, yeah. and then you wake up in a town with no money. And getting past yeah. that is hard. So I usually end up just... I cheat my way to a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm happy with this, and then kind of go from one there. Thing, one thing I hope they can do is like <clears throat> improve on the strategic aspects a bit. Because obviously it's a bit more fun once you're up at the top and you kind of uh, you know you're you're, you're playing with uh, the army of a king or something, but it can always be a bit annoying. So obviously you'll be leading an army, and the AI isn't completely stupid, so it won't just run its armies into you all the time. And so you can sometimes basically go around half someone's kingdom, never run into a proper enemy force, and then like obviously your army breaks up because you've achieved your goal or something, and then suddenly ten different armies just ambush you out of nowhere. Mm. But yeah, I, 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 looking forward to it. Maybe. Yeah, like it seems like the from the details they've shown, it looks like the like being able to command stuff in battle looks a little bit better. So you you can be a little bit more tactical in how you command your army. That looks improved. Mm-hmm. Um, but a very similar game, which apparently is coming out this March, is Kingdom Come Deliverance, which I think was kickstarted, and is a very is a similar. Yeah. Kind of medieval RPG, but it's it's extreme it's, on the realism. Yeah, it's extreme on the realism. Like I think they describe it as like real Skyrim, but without all of the fantasy stuff. <laughs> it's like Skyrim, wait with without guns. Yeah, so it's like with, you start like, and you yeah, like similarly you start as a 
random sort of peasant guy. I think you you start out as someone whose family is killed and you join a lord's retinue to get, you know, to sort of train. But it's going to be a game where they've put a huge amount of thought and perhaps too much detail into, like, the sword fighting system. Like, there's six different ways you can hold your sword and attack. Yeah. Cool. Um, right. And there's loads of things that are really cool, like, and, like, how armour affects you is interesting like there's a cool clip of him like put you the character like puts down a visor and suddenly they can barely see anything yeah i think what, i remember seeing the video of it and one one of the things that really struck me was obviously most most medieval combat games underplay how useful armor is because otherwise combat is very frustrating but that one really doesn't because i think i remember seeing combat and it's like right so essentially if you're fighting someone who has anything like chain mail or better you're not going to do much to them except whack them a bit by slashing at them. And so you need to work around that. And then obviously with like bigger suits of armor and everything, that's even more prominent. Like you need to use like crushing blows or knock them down. And like fancy like stabbing specific parts and stuff. Yeah, it, it sounds really interesting, but yeah, maybe it might be a bit, just a bit. Uh, the, the problem with all these really realistic games is that there's a fine line between a, you know, finely tuned realism and just things becoming very clunky i think i worry that it's gonna be it's gonna be a little too pedantic like you your character can't has to like learn to bandage themselves up otherwise they have to like pay a healer to heal them and there was some, and there's an interesting like elements like if your character gets blood on them from a fight and then you walk into a village everyone will react differently to you apparently yeah okay. which is and i think it's cool but i think there's gonna be so there will be a lot of like micromanaging elements that will be annoying like you break your sword and it's like oh great now i've got to replace it i've got to sleep i've got to keep eating yeah so it depends on how badly that affects the pace of the game like if it just ends up being tedious rather than immersive i suppose yeah i mean there's a reason why lots of games are about one thing rather than about everything in that way if you know what i mean yeah like like some games are just medieval combat and that's it. Yeah, like I think no one ever looks back at the kind of late Middle Ages, early Renaissance and thinks, man, the life of a lowborn peasant looks sure looks fun. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to simulate it. Yeah. But then again, it, it could be engaging, could be interesting. I it, there's a lot, there's going to be horses in it, so there will for sure be horses in it definitely be horses whether you can afford one for the first half of the game is an entirely different matter (laughs) can't afford a horse you you buy a horse but you can't afford to feed it so it starves to death i that would not surprise me if that's a factor like you 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 don't have the the necessary skill unlock to to know how to feed a horse so you have to to hire a squire pay him money god can you imagine if that's the case you're there holding the horse food the horse is in front of you (laughs) it's like do not have the required skill you're just trying to shove it at it (laughs) you've got to learn how to min max the right mix of barley and oats for for optimum (laughs) horse stats your horse is malnourished it's not been receiving enough protein in its diet And you overfeed the horse and it's just too fat to run. <laughs> and then you go to battle and it's just your, like... Ugh. Overfeed your own character and become become a very fat man. Yeah. Like, a, like a, a Robert Baratheon late era kind of guy. You, re- you return to deliver a quest at a castle. It's like, you have lost influence with this lord because your horse's mane was improperly braided. 
<laughs> you cannot get into your armor for the battle because you put on too much weight around your around your waist. <laughs> Please return to the armorer to have your suit adjusted. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel quite mean spirited now making fun of a game we don't know the details of. But I mean, yeah, I think that that's the potential that it could be a bit frustrating in that way. I, I think. Because sometimes in games they have a tendency to to make you learn as a skill things that are basically common sense. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's probably more to bandaging a wound than just sticking a bandage on it. Like, especially with regards to, I don't know, disinfecting it and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, is, but... it sounds like you have a huge amount of freedom. It's just whether that freedom will get in your own way. Like, apparently you can, yeah. there might be a scene where you're in an army and there's a big, there's like, a big battle is about to happen with another army. And you can like sneak into the other people's camp and poison their water, or you can like it sounds like they've really put effort into thinking about approaching tons of things in different ways. But whether yeah. it becomes too much and like it's exciting to be able to do lots of things, but when certain things just get like yeah, that you have to yeah, if it's too like min maxi before those things become accessible. Mm. Like you go to the to poison the well, and it's like, well, your character doesn't know anything about poison, yeah. so you don't pass the check, and then you just wasted some time. Or I don't know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. Shouldn't it? At least, I mean, it's one way or another. Definitely unique sounding, not quite mm. anything like it. So that's Although, always good. I mean, it does seem to have a bit of the old uh, Kickstarter ambition syndrome. Yes, we will add everything. Which... You give us this much, we'll add this as well. <laughs> you... you want this, we'll add everything. <laughs> You can do everything you can do in real life in our game. <laughs> and we'll make miniatures of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of highly realistic sword games, aren't you quite excited for Monster Hunter World, maybe? I am. I wouldn't say it was realistic, but I'm definitely I, I was going to... I'd been trying to prepare a segue about very large horses. But... <laughs> Beat it. Uh, that's, that's just as good, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I am... Um... It's coming out in like a couple of weeks, actually, isn't it? End of this month. I, it's gonna be. I've I've played so many of the Monster Hunter games now that I've always had that thought of oh, it'd be really nice to play on like the TV on the big screen and have sort of that high fidelity of it, and for it all to be like one big world, each map area, and it's 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 a reality. It's something that I first played the first Monster Hunter game probably back on the PSP. I've been like at least ten years ago now, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm properly up for it. I yeah. missed the beta though, and I was I was gutted because like, and the download was going, and it was like, this is this going to take twelve hours? <laughs> I, was like, I have other things that I need to do with the internet. <laughs> I can't afford to have no internet for twelve hours, so I skipped that one. Um, it's the worst thing you could I, download a beta, and you it like expires just as it finishes installing, and it's like a yeah, a thirty gig I, download, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, it was it was like thirty gig, and I was just like, ah, oh, never mind. I know enough about Monster to know that it's going to be good. Um, yeah. Like, if all they did was take Monster 4 Ultimate or Generations and literally copy pasted it to a PlayStation 4, Xbox, whatever, then is it is it on the fitting. is it on the Switch? I think no. if I remember, they've said it it could Maybe? be. It's going to come to PC. I know that much, but oh. um, yeah. I don't. I think I remember hearing that they have some kind of plans for a Monster Hunter on the Switch. I don't know if that means a port of that, yeah, or a different, or like a uh, like a a normal Monster Hunter game. But I, I think because hmm. I know the yeah. the like the portable Monster Hunters on PSP and DS were huge in 
Japan, like you had huge community meetups where oh, yeah, people mass, would like yeah, sort of yeah. go and go on hunts together and stuff. I mean, I, I just yeah. have flashbacks to my friends convincing me that I should play Monster Hunter with them, and just having to suffer through two-hour-long monster hunts. Use it, like, <laughs> and you, in order to control it on the PSP, you had to utilize the claw. Yeah, which is the we- oh boy. you had to curl your finger like in front of the PSP that should really be sitting behind it or on the trigger. You had to curl it in front in yeah. order to use the face, like in order to use the D pad to look around. Yeah, <laughs> people, people give the Monster Hunter series a lot of shit for not having uh, evolved over the years, but I mean the 3DS versions of the games are like easily the best the games have ever oh, been. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, each of them have just sort of gradually got better on the DS as well. Like of like showing you introducing you to the world and showing you like how the systems work and also especially yeah. now since like the new 3ds has that weird nub thing you've actually got an active yeah. camera you can use as well and um, also making the hunts last less than an hour is handy as well yeah i appreciate <laughs> yeah. that yeah it's like 45 minutes into a hunt like my hands are so tired and then it, and then you just get one swipe and it's like it was all for nothing yeah it's like, oh no, that Rathalos has just whacked me into a hole. <laughs> Good night. And then that was your that was your team's last life. And yeah. it's like, oh, you fucked it for all of us. <laughs> Our whole lunch break at school is ruined because of you. Yeah, yeah. or it'd be like, or we'd finish the quest. And they'd be like, cool, well, I just need to do that six more times so I can complete the armor set. <laughs> Aye, that that one that one guy who's like, oh, I'm still I'm still trying to fight this one monster because it's still not dropped this one specific bit I need for my armor set. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for Monster Hunter World, yeah, but so. at the same time, I, I'm terrified of it. I'm terrified of just it just absorbing my life. It's absolutely going to. I, I so I'm doing my best to kind of burn through as much of my backlog, which will come on to later. Well, are you guys planning to get it on on PC? I. I don't know. I might get it on PS4. It's kind of, it's weird because it, it seems almost at home on a TV. But I might get it on PC. I'm not sure. Yeah, because yeah. I think like, if I was playing it on a more comfortable system, I could see myself really enjoying it. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I see. I, I was thinking about getting it on the PC because I know more people who I'd be able to play with on PC. But because I spend so much time on my PC working, I kind of don't like sitting here to play games that much. Like I quite like to just sort of sit on the sofa, so yeah, kind of just gonna get it on the PS4. It's just it's just easier than like having to worry about oh if it doesn't run properly on my PC with the specific settings or anything. I'll do is just put it in and press play, and it's probably lazy more than anything else. But like I just I can't be asked trying to faff with settings on a PC as much oh, as I fair. used to. Yeah, well, I'd I'd like I think it'd be it'd be cool to have it see on the Switch because it. It did make it did make it made it made sense to on like a portable system just because even though the, the missions were an hour, they were they were so like defined. Such... It was like that is an hour of the game that you are playing, mm. and then, and you and you could just have... so easily just it was like start and then play and then you put it down again. Yeah, I mean the the latest 3ds ones all have online play, which they didn't have previously. I think it's like four and then generations did um but it it is much better when you have multiple people in a room like it it's good over that but uh, the ds you had like you couldn't really talk to anyone there's like there was no voice chat you had like pre pre pre-made commands basically so when you have people in the same room you can properly like ask for like backup or like i need someone needs to watch out for this because it's coming in behind them because they're pandy the other way and they can't see it or 
it, it makes it far more of a um, a better cooperative experience when you've got them there. So I've only did it a few times, played it on the on the 3DS with with people in the same room, but it, it definitely improves the experience. Yeah, totally. I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from massive swords in Monster Hunter to stupid swords are massive as well in uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, which is coming out at a similar time, which I'm also quite looking forward to. So, right, is this is it a remaster or a new game? Completely a new game. So what happened was, is that the original Dissidia games were on the PSP, and then they made an arcade version in Japan, and the PS4 version is the arcade version from Japan, ported to PS4. Okay. Yeah. Nice and it's, simple. And so, right, so Dissidia is, it's a fighting game, right? Yeah, it's it's Final Fantasy anime fighting, pretty much. Yeah, is it like like a like a Street Fighter type arcade fighter? It's, no, it's kind of. Do you know the Dragon Ball Z like Xenoverse games? Oh, okay, yeah, uh, it's kind I know of like of that. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's completely three D, so you move in whichever way you want to go. Oh, it's and kind then of everyone like has Tekken? sort of like or more no, or no, more free more three D, like complete three D, like ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. That's my best example. Like, also like the like the Naruto games have a similar like like it's all mm. in like a three D arena. Um, it's all I think it's always three v three. I could be wrong there. It might not always be three v three, but um, yeah, it's, it, it, the beta that I actually played this one um, was all three v three, and everyone has you kind of have a like a fairly limited move set. I think you only have about maybe six moves you can do at a time, um, but the system works in that there are two types, two basic types of attack. You've got brave attacks and HP attacks. Brave attacks, whenever you hit an enemy with them, it makes your HP attacks do more, and then HP attacks are how you actually damage and kill people. So it kind of works in that in that way. So you can kind of either try and build up your bravery so it's high enough, then you can hit them with a big one or lots of small ones. Um, but it's really like versatile, lots of dodging and blocking and dancing around and stuff. And it looks very nice, although. I was a bit worried it was kind it was incredibly busy at times like lots of stuff's happening and you can't always see 100% like what's going on like for example <laughs> someone's just thrown like a massive magic attack across one side of the screen your attack makes explosions another person's attack makes ice grow out of the ground another one's makes lightning come across and then all those things are kind of converging in the middle all at once and um mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't I mean... sure that sounds particularly difficult for a fighting game where... Yeah, I mean, like... I, I wouldn't have said it was like a precision fighting game. It's okay. not like Street Fighter or things like that. It's not It's not going to be about that. It's more about spectacle and kind of... I'm sure there will be people who can get to that sort of level where like they they know all the blocks and the counters and it's got stuff like cancel moves and stuff like that like you'd find in a normal fighting game, but with a distinct Final Fantasy flair. I think because also all the characters all have levels as well, so... Because you go along, you unlock new abilities for them. So is that is that like a, a campaign mode thing? So is it like a dedicated campaign? Yeah, there's an actual story mode, I believe. Yeah, yeah. What is what? Right. So I understand this is probably a useless question because it will inexplicable. It definitely requires something like a like a thesis level document to explain, given that it is Final Fantasy <laughs> and is. I'm assuming is it some kind of crossover game as well? So yeah, how is. how is this story come to be? So. I'm guessing it's working on like from the the previous Final Fantasy Dissidia games. Basically, the like I guess like the God of Creation 
and the God of Destruction hire, essentially, <laughs> Final Fantasy heroes and villains to work for them to kind of fight in this in this war. And then you end up like good guys versus bad guys, essentially, and go in and fight. That's I wouldn't. It's not you're not going to find like like uh, a grand sweeping epic um, <coughs> traditional Final Fantasy. Series. You're not going to yeah. relive like the plot of Final Fantasy VI in like all its twists and turns. I imagine it's going to be quite literally your heroes are on the on the creation side. You're going to go and beat up uh, the guys in the other ones. So you're going to go and like punch Kefka and but is that not Garland and other people like that? And that's it's going to be very basic. I'm guessing. But I don't think you need more than that. It's more just like it's just a just a vehicle to more fights. Okay, that's kind of good. Mm. Yeah, it looks it looks good. The beta was 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 decent. I had a good time on that. Um, yeah, it's got it had several modes that were locked and that I didn't you didn't can do anything with. So it's got like your standard online and like local um, like arcade mode thing. I'm still waiting for a game like that to have like a split screen. I'd really like that, but it's, it didn't. It doesn't have it. So it's a shame. Ah, that is a shame because yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a similar kind of game. I imagine to stuff like remember the the PS2 Dragon Ball games, like yeah, um, yeah, and and those were pretty fun when you get had people around because like like you're saying they weren't exactly precision, but you know they were you know loud, colorful really enjoyable kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I kind of saying about the Dragon Ball Xenoverse games. My brother's got one of those and we, I play it when I go and visit him and like, yeah, they have split screen. I just, th- I was thinking when I was playing the beta, I was like, I don't, it, surely it's not that much of a leap just to add split screen to this. Like, it, maybe they'll yeah. patch it in. I don't know. But that's probably not. I doubt it. It's probably just not enough mm. of a, like, pre-existing market for it. Whereas the, the that's, Dragon that's Ball That's surprising as a, say, as a, as like, as a fighting game that it doesn't have local two-player. Yeah, but it's not that same sort of like as as like Street Fighter and stuff. I think like the the Gundam Fighters one that came out recently uh, that didn't have split screen in it either. It's I it's some it's something about that sort of three v three combat that just yeah. doesn't allow itself to split screen. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the the thing is like obviously with that kind of game they do have to render the whole game twice for split screen. Yeah, yeah. But obviously with something like Street Fighter, you only have to do it once. And it's just kind of a, it's fully two D as well, isn't it? So yeah, because you do There's always no real... have six fighters on the screen at once. Like when you do the the uh, online multiplayer, you've got six individual people controlling six individual characters. Oh right, okay, so, that's cool. Yeah, and it, I never noticed a lag, and I have absolute shit internet, so that's. Um, that's good. Testament to them and their their networking. There, I was impressed. Um, I think there's, I I imagine that there's going to be like a shop where you can pay real money to buy the sort of cosmetic stuff. Uh, it seems okay. like that's the case. I don't. I haven't looked into it. But, um, I don't think there's any like you buy a sword and it makes you amazing. I don't think that the the leveling works that way. So, no, it should be good. I I was I was toying between getting that or Monster Hunter World. Um, but my old work gave me a an Amazon voucher for fifty quid, so I no longer need to make that decision. I can just buy both. <laughs> you are resolved, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah. They resolved your crisis. Yeah. So um, I've been trying to think of a segue to lead us gracefully on to the games that you're looking forward to, Gav. But 
I've come up with nothing. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Right. Uh, I mean... Uh, the, the first one I'll talk about. Uh, I can't think of any segues. Wait, no, no, there was a horse in The Last of Us. There was a horse in it. <laughs> Do you remember that bit? Is there a horse in Dissidia? I suppose lightning might ride a horse at one point. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I remember one of the... Uh, in. Isn't is it lightning's one that's a big horse? Yeah, the, that's when I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, big horse. Anyway, oh. so there's horses and everything. Yeah, either way, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stop horsing around and just get to the point. Welcome, oh, wait, yes. yeah. welcome to the horse cast. So I'm really looking forward to the Last of Us Two, mostly for the reason the first game was excellent. Sorry, did you, did you say the Horse of Us Two? I'm not sure. The hor- <laughs> I You're just hearing things. I can now, neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. I might have, but I hope not. <laughs> anyway. So the horse of us two. Um, I think the last of horse would be better. The last of horse, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I just I want to see what they do story wise because the first game ended on such a massive downer, and I, I have a very great fondness. Maybe it's just because I'm a miserable person for fiction that. Right, the, the problem with a lot of a lot of narrative fiction, especially in films, is this tendency to be like, you know. You know, the the good stuff more or less wins in the end. Yeah. But that just didn't happen in that game. Mm. And I really want to see how they, they, they sequelify it. Yeah. yeah. Gracefully, I hope. I mean, the gameplay, like, you know, it'll probably be alright, solid. But that's not really what I'll be there for, eh? Yeah, I mean, no, so I was always jealous of the... Because I never had a PlayStation. I was like, man, The Last, the last of Us looks like one game I really want to play. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's like a video game equivalent of the road, pretty much. That's how yeah, I somewhere between, somewhere between the road and, oh, what's the what's the film I'm thinking of? Oh gosh. Yeah, I've completely completely sponged that. Anyway, there is a film that is very like it that I cannot recall yeah. at this point in time, directed by somebody with actors in it. Let me let me just Google that real quick. Moving, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. Yeah, but you know it does yeah, look really good. It looks really good. And I I believe it's coming out this year. Yeah, we can we can I only think. hope. Yeah, I I don't really have that much to say on it. I'm just excited to see what they do with it, hmm. and like that I I think I'm not sure. I I don't obviously Naughty Dog released. The um, well, Final Uncharted the, uh, Four uh, uh, got really good reception. Yeah, there was Uncharted was Four, good. and then they released uh, Lost Legacy as well, which was like, like I think it was. I don't know. I've not played it. I'm assuming it was shorter because it was like it was yeah, budget price. It was shorter, I think. Yeah, because Uncharted Four was the last Nathan Drake game, and then Lost Legacy was a new protagonist. Yeah. Well, a new it, it yeah. Was, people who'd already seen previously. It was like a okay. side story, pretty much. Like, yeah, Drake had encountered them before, but they just didn't appear in in Uncharted 4 so they gave them their own last hurrah pretty much I think I've not played yeah. that either but Uncharted yeah, 4 I think is very good if I, if I understand correctly that was been that was the, the Lost Legacy was kind of the work of the, the secondary team hmm. while the main one was on the Last of Us sequel right if I understand that correctly cool anyway so moving from the Last of Us to a game that will almost certainly not be the last game in the series because the number is already quite large. Dragon Quest Eleven. Is that anything to do with Adventure Quest? No. No. I really thought you were going to say, is that anything to do with 
horses. <laughs> there are, there, well, that that was my second. There question. are probably horses in it. I'd say there's. Do you quest for dragons horses. on a horse? Uh, you could. There might I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Maybe. It's called Dragon Quest. You don't often quest for dragons in Dragon Quest. No, there's usually other stuff going on, isn't there? Yeah. Are, are you a people. dragon? No. No. I, yeah, it's one of those games I don't understand why it's called that. But then again, I don't understand why Final Fantasy is called that either, really. Apart from the <laughs> fantasy part of it. It's, it's, Dragon Final Quest, it's, like, it's, just, it's just kind of Quest 11, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there might have been dragons in the first game. I don't know. I've not played it. but The only three I've played, I've not, I don't think I've met a dragon in them. So. Unless, well, yeah, some of them well, are kind of like big reptile sort of things, but, but they what, could be outright true. dragons. What sort of game is it? I. It is a JRPG. Like, it is a JRPG, and it is. Th- this is going to sound almost really bad, but it's the Dragon Quest series is like, almost like your like the standard template of JRPG, but in a really really good way. It is, yeah. So you, if you think of it like how Final Fantasy has kind of like like changed and grown and become something like completely like Final Fantasy One and Final Fantasy Fifteen are like million miles away. Dragon Quest One and Dragon Quest Eleven. I imagine it could be quite similar still. Like, they're going to retain anyway, yeah. a lot of the similarities <laughs> that they had originally, so... Yeah. But, but not yeah, in a bad way. Like, it's refreshing, almost. <laughs> yeah, it's refreshing that it's still got, like, this, this like... Like, this strange, like, innocence to it, if you yeah. know what I mean. And, like, all the, the character designs, they're... Well, the, the, whole, the whole art of the series is designed by uh, Akira Toriyama, the guy that did Dragon Ball. Mm. And so it's got this like really unique art style to it. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing just it just looks lovely and it's really just charming is how I'd describe it. Uh the studio that does it also did they do like a lot of stuff, level five. Oh, I mean right, they have done it since eight, yeah. I think. Exactly. And they they did um uh Nino Kuni as well. Did Dark Cloud and uh, yep. Dark Chronicle and Rogue Legacy, which are probably three of my favourite games to be honest. Especially Dark yeah. Chronicle actually. They are. They're just, Nino uh, I don't Kuni know, was the one with the dog. Nino Kuni was the one that was in, uh, like done with Studio Ghibli, the people who made Spirit Away. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I'm. It's like, it's I think like I can the Welsh. It. it was best known for the Welsh spirit that came alive from a doll. Because uh, yeah, yeah. I just I really like them because they're, well, for one, they they put a lot of effort into the localizations of their games, True. like the really good. English voice acting, it never feels like it's copped in, especially with Nino Kuni, because I believe oh, that had the, the the force of the kind of, I believe, the Disney localization team or something behind it like that. Wow. It was very good. I, I, it was very good. And th- this is a weird thing about Dragon Quest, but ever since, I think, I can't remember when it, this tradition first started, but um, they have these really incredible soundtracks in on on our version, like these these really, really good orchestral soundtracks that they don't have at all in the Japanese version. Oh, really? Because the Japanese fans are very attached to their, like, traditional Dragon Quest, like, soundtrack, the kind of, like, 8-bit music. Huh. That's really interesting. They never do that. Wow. It's, it's quite peculiar, it's because, like, peculiar. The, sound, the, the orchestral arrangements are really good. They are, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's just, I'm just looking forward to it. Just, it's, <clears throat> you know, it's just a... Uh, it's a bit of like a palate cleanser, really. That you you can play, and it's like it's like all right. So, like really, really standard stuff is still really enjoyable. Mm, yeah, you don't see many part- games like it anymore. Like it, back when it used to be more of sort of 
PS2 era, there were a lot of JRPGs that came out that were on along a similar vein, but most yeah. just kind of stepped away from that sort of traditional turn-based combat to things that I don't always think is better, so I'm quite looking forward to kind of just having something that's comfortable and uh, familiar again. Aye, like, it's the, the video game equivalent of, like, like family home cooking or a, a very familiar blanket. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. I'd forgotten about that until you read it. Yeah, so. <laughs> of course, it's technically a game for this year for us, but it's already out yeah. in, in Japan. Oh, yeah. Let's move on to your next over. game, because yes, yes, we can stop showing time, my time complete lack of knowledge of JRPGs. Yeah. So, Vermintide 2. I spent a lot of time with the first one. There, it's like it. The second one is coming out, and that's that's that. Yeah, <laughs> just it's it's basically Left 4 Dead, but Warhammer with evil Ratmen, and in this game, servants of chaos, and which are evil men, men, evil men, men. Yeah, Got you. and they're just really solid melee combat. And just like good hooks to keep you playing. Yeah, I tr- I, I tried it a couple of times. I don't know why I never really got into it. I think just because I didn't know anyone playing it at the time, and so I, yeah. I only ever like because it went on free like a free weekend a couple of times, and mm. it was always quite fun. But I was never, I think, because I didn't have people like people I knew I could play with. Yeah, you do kind of pull me in. Kind of need people to to organize with in a way, or it can be kind of frustrating. And the game, it's not that good at explaining some mechanics, and especially isn't very good, I think. it. So it seems like it has this really, really nasty loot system where you just roll a dice and, oh, yeah. and then get stuff. Yeah. And it can feel really rough until like it becomes apparent that you're kind of supposed to like move up difficulties pretty quickly mm. and just keep keep on going up the loot system. So yeah, the higher the difficulty you play means you or better chances of getting better loot. Better loot. Okay. Yeah. Like basically if you go up one, you're almost guaranteed that the whole loot system will step up a level in quality. Right. But anyway, yeah, I, I just I, I really like games like that. It's just got really good melee combat and a lot of options in the second game. And the first one was really well produced and had a lot of attention to detail and really good voice acting, stuff like that that just gives it a lot of personality. Yeah, I think having like having been playing a lot of Total War Warhammer. I think I'd quite like a another game set in that world. Yeah, now. I think I definitely I might I might try and jump into Vermintide Two this time around. It's 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 so bizarre that I've, I've said this to other people before, but it's so bizarre that like a couple of years after the you know the the OG Warhammer universe officially shit canned, just here's all these Warhammer games. Yeah, and like they're nailing it as well. Yeah, like they're doing so well. It's not like they're they're copping coppins. Ah, you know those coppins. Uh, I tried to say cash in and cop out at <laughs> the same time. <laughs> so the op- it's the, op- it's the, it's the opposite of a cop out. Cop in. Cop in. Yeah, it's it's where you cop it in. Yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah. I, I I've been thinking of writing something on it just because I I really like the co op mechanics in that game. Mm. But it's basically Left 4 Dead, which it, it is. No one's really doing. Yeah, no, it's a shame. I I've looked at it a few times. Because um, me and my girlfriend used to play Left 4 Dead 2 loads. We've kind of just sort of kind of done it to death, I think, a bit. And I, I've looked at Vermintide several times and just been like, why don't you have split screen? Why not? Well, like, well Left 4 Dead 2 didn't have so split screen on the PC. I remember you had to like do some weird modding to it to make it work. 
it, it did it on the 360 version. Yeah, yeah it, it had on all the console versions and was in the PC version. Right. But not like ac- not accessible oh, right. without some weird tweaks. Um, like tweaks to some files and oh, that is annoying. A mod. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's been announced yet, but I'm hoping it does because then I might actually get it. Otherwise, it's probably going to slip me by again, to be honest. What? Yeah. Get what? Let, I mean, Valentine it, 2. Yeah, I really. If it has co op, has co op, has. <laughs> I was going to have co op. <laughs> split screen, I'll. Uh, I might jump in on it, but I'm less likely to otherwise, I think. If, I don't know. If either of you guys are ever, ever keen to play Vermintide on PC, it tends to go very, very cheap, obviously. I'm. I'd, I'd be keen to play with somebody. Okay, yeah, maybe because uh, I, I, I have seen it. If, I have seen it dropping, so I think I might yeah, I'll probably take you I'm up. I'm pretty on sure that. I have it on a humble actually, so I think right. I might. And uh, so indeed, if any listeners want to uh, to play with the the bits and pieces team, uh, you can maybe do that. Yeah, maybe yeah, tough. Just, just, just because <laughs> it, if we have any listeners, you can definitely play with us. And uh, uh, then years later, when we are global international superstars, you can cash in. Cash in those aut- there's, uh, there's autograph screenshots. Cash in. You can cop in them as well, or cop them out, <laughs> or you can milk them. the The money cow, the cash cow. This is you cop this is going right into like a very in. you cop your right hand very, out. Very bad episode of catchphrase. <laughs> so moving on. I think that's there's a everything we're looking forward to then, pretty much. Well, well yeah. not everything, but like. Kind of the highlights, I suppose. That, that's all the good games coming out this year. You know, go <laughs> Both every, of mine come out. I feel like that was, that was meant to be the positive start, yet somehow we've just been almost gloomy about it. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. In fairness, both of mine do come out at the end of this month, so it's <laughs> like, that's my year done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just get into the mentality of like looking forward to new games and just being like, do not get excited, they're going to be bad. Don't get excited, they're going to be bad. Yeah, in fairness, these will probably be the first two games I bought new in a year. I don't think I bought any new games in in twenty seventeen. Actually, I'm trying to think on release anyway. No, I don't yeah. think I did. I think the last game I bought new on release was Final Fantasy fifteen. Gosh, and that was oh boy, twenty sixteen. So there you go. It's because so, it's not always worth it. It's just like I just wait two weeks and it's half the price. Speaking but, of games from the past... Yeah, I was going to say, you've segued us nicely into our and, next section. And also gloominess, because <laughs> there is a pile of shame involved in this. Yeah, I mean, you can yeah. probably tell, if you've listened to the podcast, we are not the most timely when it comes to playing games of the moment. No. But sometimes, sometimes we do. Occasionally. We once watched a trailer when it came out, near when it came out. Yeah, it was within like two weeks of that trailer coming out. That- yeah, see, that's really good for us. That is up to the minute discussion. <laughs> you know, it's hot news. <laughs> right. Well, uh, right, George, George, I want to. I'll introduce the section. This is going to be our our shame pile because just about everyone has a shame pile. Whether it's a stack of old NES games that you've spent the last twenty five years staring at. Really hope I got that time window right. And the NES is that Probably old. Did. I'm gonna, yeah, no, it must. It, it, yeah, it no, it has, be easy. oh god, yeah, it's probably like thirty years old now. Thirty years old. It's too tame. Uh, Maybe. But <laughs> more likely, you've got a backlog of Steam games because it's so easy to buy games, but it's not easy to complete games. No, my shame pile is really more of like a shame Everest, it's, and it's actually 
so long. Like, it's like an iceberg. Yeah. And I don't feel bad of most of it now because most of it is, like, hidden below the surface. <laughs> I just exactly. can't help myself sometimes. Like, I so didn't need gonna... to go and buy a new game yesterday, and yeah, I did. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking through past Computer Exchange, and I thought, I'll just have a look in. And because I own a Wii U now, I just bought a load of cheap Wii U Wii games for like seventy five p, and I've got four extra Wii games to buy. <laughs> Almost got convinced to buy the uh, uh, humble monthly subscription the other day, which is just like for a six, an automatic yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's like an automatic shame pile generator. Yeah, it is really I, every month. I, Each month you play a game, you can just feel bad about not playing. <laughs> yeah, I think I played one of the games I've got off my humble monthly. I think I've had it for maybe six months. Some months I just forget to do it, and it just leaves my account, and then I don't play any of the games. It it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even think like humble humble games are too abundant in my Steam. Like the number of in like just small indie titles that. I will never ever get around to playing. Yeah, yeah. I've got but, many of those. Yeah, we are going to dig into our shame piles and yes. chat about the games that we mean to get around to playing, and probably make some New Year's resolutions because, hey, it's a new year and it's time for not a new start or even a start. It's just going to do a thing for plus. the year. Yeah. Oh, New Game Plus. That's, that, a good that's one. actually pretty good. We'll go with that. <laughs> new um, slash old Game Plus. Right. So show us your shame, George. Well, what is the game that I think I've been that had been weighing on my conscience the longest? I've actually got a positive start to this section. The game that had been weighing on my conscience the longest was easily The Witcher Two, because I got that game somewhere near the beginning of when I first got a Steam account. Which is quite a what, which was maybe like seven years ago. Impressive. I reckon I got Steam in like 2010, and I reckon I got The Witch 2 maybe. I reckon about between five and six years ago, and I completed it two and a half weeks ago. Nice. And I, so you did complete it. I did complete it, which is the positive note that it had been. It was on my shame pile for a long time because it is a game I had dipped in and out of and constantly tried to get into for almost that entire five and a half year period. Uh, and yeah, just kept bouncing off it. And it's it's quite a bouncy title, I'd say. Yeah, it's, like there's a it's... lot there's a lot of things that can be unfriendly, like mm. it's one of those games where you can play a particularly tedious mission but forget to save and then you're way back at the start and it's like I don't feel like doing that again and the lore is like really interesting and rich but very name heavy and doesn't stop to explain a lot so there's a lot of do your homework read up read up on the background in the journals which are interesting and well written so that, that, that definitely helps but it does make kind of getting into the get like game initially a bit tricky. Yeah, there can be a bit of that almost like the uh, you know the effect where Tolkien starts talking about the the lineages of dwarves. Yeah, and you're like, nope, nope <laughs> like, I, like I don't want that. Glorin, <laughs> son of Glorin. Yeah, suddenly you're, yeah, you're. You, you, See no evil, hear no evil. You're six chapters in, and you realise that you've been in Hobbiton for thirty years, and now Tom Bombadil is reading poetry <laughs> at you, and you're like, I thought the what the, I thought the books were meant to be good. <laughs> Oh, well. yeah. just skip that bit just, just, so, just I thought, skip yeah, it was, past it's, 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 in many ways it's a lot like finishing the Fellowship of the Ring and being like hang on 
the battle at uh, Amon Hen has doesn't even happen in this book. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is going so, on? But yeah, uh, so I, I did. I finally finished it because I'd constantly been hearing praise for the. Uh, I think it's a small game. It was Witcher Three. I don't know if you've heard oh, of it. I don't um, think I've heard of that one though. But yeah, obscure, I like actually. you know I'd I'd heard some kind of from some underground sources that it was quite good, allegedly. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, I'd quite like to give The Witcher 3 a go. But I was firm with myself and I said, nope, you can't you can't play The Witcher 3 until you finish The Witcher 2. Uh, and, and Nevi was saying lots of nice things about it. And finally, I managed to just somehow sat down and I finally got into The Witcher 2. And I was, I was about halfway through the game at this point, which I just constantly like, played in sort of bits. And so my f- knowledge of what was going on in the first half of the game is very poor. Because <laughs> um, I really did not enjoy the section in the swamp. The swamp bit the is The problem with good. that was once I did get into the story, and by the end, I was really regretting all the decisions I'd made at the start of the game. <laughs> I think you do that anyway in The Witch 2. Yeah. Because The Witch 2 is so heavily, like, politic-y. I, yeah, one thing, I love you, the, the, the decision-making in I love in The Witcher because it is... It's interesting because, like, it's unlike so many games where it encourage, like, so many games encourage you to make the morally good decision and then kind of rewards you for it. Whereas The Witcher, it's like there is kind of no good decision, and often it will paint one decision as a morally good decision and then almost laugh at you for taking that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's one, and there's a bit in The Witcher Two where you're escaping the swamp town, and it's like, are you going to be? And there's a there's a woman trapped in a what's well, there's an elf woman trapped in a burning building, and you can either rescue her, uh, or you can kill the like this the kind of evil bad guy who set the building on fire. And he's like, "What are you gonna do? Are you gonna get revenge, or are you gonna be the hero?" And it's like you can either put you know you can either ignore the woman and just kind of go go purely for revenge, or you can save her. Uh, and I was like. You know, I'll be the I'll be the bigger person. I'll I'll you know I'll forgo my revenge, and then at the end of the game, it's like, and then because you say that woman, he gets away and he sells the town, and all of the elves in the town are persecuted and evicted. You're like, excellent. Oh, yeah. I I kind of I know what you mean. Like a lot of games, you almost get the sense that as long as you pick the the option that's like the good guy option, like somehow the game will just work everything out for you, and often they do. Like, Wait, I, like think... I feel like in Mass Effect, sometimes you'd pick like the option that's like, like you know, the, the Paragon option, which is like, ah, oh, the good guy. Yeah, in, Ma- in Mass someone. Effect, it's very much, would you like to do the good guy blue option, or do you want to do the bad guy big red option? Whereas in The yeah, Witcher, it's, it's like... every like the decisions are always, oh, I don't, I don't know what is the right thing to do yeah. here. There isn't really an answer. You actually, you can't really just, and unless, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, there's a. Mm. I, I had a good sentence in my head and it's uh, escaped me. Or like Dishonored where yeah. it's like if you're a good non-lethal guy the good ha- ending happens or you can be bad and everything is bad. Yeah. Like almost in some games you have to like it's weird like you make the good options and you have to un- like the morality system is basically you pick good options and you know that good things will happen and if you pick the you know the evil the designated evil options you have to go in with the expectation that evil things will happen. Like like it's it's gonna get a, have a worse ending because of it, and it's really peculiar in that way. I think the way games do their mor- 
their morals and I think Witcher is good at complicating that. Yeah, it leaves you uh, so many decisions leave you unsure about whether that's the right answer. And when I think it I found myself fight like you begin to like almost sort of justify and moralize yourself. The game kind of leaves that up to you. So it's like I and so you kind of almost choose what you think is the the right path rather than the game being like here is the good guy path, here is the bad guy path. Yeah. So I like with like with the witch like in the witch two ends and it's like you know, there's there is no kind of good ending. Like I I just happen to like a certain set of characters and so my choices were like, well I want to help those specific characters and help them achieve their things. Which is why even though there are perhaps other characters that you would like to help, but I you know, I didn't know or wasn't as interested in. Like yeah, there think, was no particular right yeah. answer. Yeah, I think Witch 2 that has a specific problem in that, like, with the choices, like, I'm assuming you chose to side with Roach? No, I sided with Yorveth and... Oh, then really? Se- I did, yeah. So See, you, I, I sided with Yorveth and then was, like, full-on, Saskia's amazing, big okay, yeah, big up, enough, big yeah. up Vergen, going to make it yeah. a, a, a freedom town for all the oppressed and downtrodden yeah. masses. Because uh, the first time I played, there was absolutely no way I wasn't going to just side with Roach. Because the other guy was just—he was just a lunatic. He was just like, um, like a just a psychopath who just killed everyone. Like I, I felt like there was like a—it didn't introduce like the other people early enough to make you think that there's like a sort of a nicer side to that movement rather than it just basically just being terrorists. So I yeah, but then the second time I played through, it went on the other side, but. I think, just, just, I think it's. I think. I think. I think it's just. Yeah. It's the way it presents it. It's like they are a. It's very much that they are a terrorist movement from the perspective you hear about them. Yeah. But then you kind of like read a lot of stuff, and it's also like, but from their perspective, they are a. You know, there's a lot of species speciesist prejudice and like racism and. Oh yeah, uh, no, you know, like, sort of like you know sort of elf pogroms and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But I just I can't remember his name is now. But the the main elf guy, Yorvis. he's just yeah, Yorvis. He's just not the person that you want to be the face of that because he literally yeah, is a just a, a a crazy person who kills people. Like he he does not make their cause sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you can you can you do get to be buds though if you should nice. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. And so now I have started The Witcher Three, which I mean to finish this year. But I'm it's absolutely good. loving because it has made some big improvements just to quality of life. Like the map works. The map the mini map just didn't really work in The Witcher 2. Mm. Um it's just a lot it was just very difficult finding your way around. Uh yeah. the save system is nice. I like the it combat. Is. Oh, the combat is so much better. Yeah. Um just some just good good stuff in The Witcher 2. The world feels great. It reminds me a little bit of Red Dead, like just riding around it feels just like an interesting lived-in world. Mm-hmm. And it, it just feels... It's, it's very rich. Like... So I've been listening to some of the Witcher short stories, which don't aren't particularly useful for, like, the wider lore, but they're more just like, kind of, like, interesting little flavour snippets of, like, mm. monsters and sort of cute little tales, and some of them kind of riff on, like, classic fairy tales. Like, there's a Snow White thing and a Beauty and the Beast thing. Yeah, I think as you do more of the side quests in The Witcher Three, you'll see some of them are like they riff on the on the short stories and stuff. Like yeah, and that's what I really find like com- comes out in the world. Like it's just really interesting to like 
like oh man the story is just so good just all the side quests have just interesting story and there's cool little like monster of the week detective missions where you're doing a witcher contract and you're like finding the clues to hunt down a monster yeah yeah because i don't feel like there was enough of those in the witch too like there weren't no it is it was i never really did i didn't really do any of any of the side stuff in yeah it just wasn't that much in the way of side hunts to do but there's a lot there's quite a lot of like just sort of what essentially were just delivery quests almost but like there's not wasn't that much of just being a witcher and in three you really just get to do that like just go into yeah. some woods and hunt down a beastie which is quite good it's inter- it's, it's weird because i was gonna say it's interesting when you you're, you're very much noticed by the world yeah in the same like when you ride into a village it's it's weird it's a weird feeling because like it fit like it it feels rich in the sense that all the villages are populated and you are in very much in contrast with the aesthetic of the village. Like you're this big warrior that rides in on a horse, mm. and you know everyone's kind of, you know, these kind of everyone's kind of agricultural people. But then the village will react to you. So you hear like people like talking about how weird you look, or like being sort of mean comments about witches and stuff. Mm. And so it does have that kind of like, that kind of yeah, you know, that fairy tale feeling of like lone warrior kind of rides into a town and stuff happens yeah yeah so right anyway, anyway. We'll, we'll talk about the witch three for ages but when you finish it we'll do a specific we'll do a specific witcher three podcast and then we can all talk about it like without spoiling anything for I you i think so we may need to yeah pick up the pace although i think it's hard to other games just don't invite so much talking as the witcher because there's a lot to talk about there is yeah. it has so many but so much back to it and stuff it's, it's got a lot but yeah. going on Anyway, the, the time is ticking on, unfortunately, for us. ahead. In our lives. Oh. So what else, George? Uh, so the other two quick pile? items on my shame pile. So one is a game I, I'm looking forward to getting around to playing eventually, which is Shadow Tactics, which is a... It's not quite turn-based. It's like a tactical strategy game where you're controlling a squad, but it's stealth, and it's kind of set in feudal feudal Japan. Yeah, and you're kind of controlling really a sort really, of tactical really stealth team of ninjas, and it just looks great. Because I love stealth games, I love XCOM, I love yeah, it just looks yeah, looks fun. Yeah. I've heard it's a lot kind of like a like a, a ninja commandos. Yeah, it is pretty much and that. Right. I, I've 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 heard many people say many good things about it, but also that it's very difficult and requires much time and patience. Patience that worries me. Yeah. A doctor. Patience. I'm <laughs> terrible with time and patience. Aye, uh, same. Uh, which is probably why the other one I'm, uh, which is actively in my shame pile, is uh, Divinity: Original Sin. Um, which is a big old isometric RPG, which is kind of my first dabblings in the genre. But it was basically because I was really enjoying The Witch too. I was like, I'd quite like to get into another like big RPG. Though it is very different. So, is that the first or the second one? Uh, the first. So, there's Divinity Original okay. Sin, and then they've released Divi- Original Sin yeah. 2. But yeah, because that came out last year and is apparently very good. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. sure if they are, if you even need to play the first one to understand the second one. I think I just had it in my head that I was like, I should play the first one first. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that's how I didn't play the, the first Witcher game before. <laughs> yeah, into. well, I, I drew the line because no, I was just like, that, that just looks too much of a unforgiving yeah, 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 yeah. Do, do you remember, do you remember all your game. comments about 
about the minimap being arse <laughs> and side quests being shit. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, but it's a whole game yeah. and every single little level feels like a, a miniature prison designed to torture you with side quests. That is why I did not play The Witcher 1. I was like, yeah. I'm strict it's with myself about playing in an order, but yeah, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't do that. I, I give it the mercy of saying it's dated. Yeah, but yeah, I've heard good things about Divinity. Yeah, so, like I'm, I'm kind of trying to get used to like sort of managing a, a little RPG party and kind of still getting my head around what seemed like very interesting and complex systems. Yeah, there's kind of a lot of genre conventions I think you need to learn yeah. in a lot of games. A lot of games that riff on them these days, I assume everyone already knows because the genre has been around for a million and one years. Yeah, which is, and it is not, I have absolutely no experience with with the genre, so. Yeah, I, I remember playing um, Neverwinter Nights 2 as a, a young boy unfamiliar with the the trappings of the genre and being very confused. Is that what they the call fact everything in worked Scotland? On. It, yeah, Neverwinter Nights 2 is Tuesday. basically like Tuesday. Tuesday, I, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the weekend as well. But yeah, I was confused the fact that everything ran on dice rolls. That yeah. fucked me up. Like, what's this? Dice rolls in, in my computer video game? <laughs> so, speaking of RPGs, Nevi. Oh, most of my. You've got a, you've got a big RPGs. old backlog list of RPGs. I mean, here in the show notes. Yeah, it is the genre that I generally play the most, so it's what I just have the most of a backlog. And my backlog that I've listed is it's kind of just like the tip of the iceberg, to be <laughs> honest. It goes far worse than this. So um, as I can tell, this list seems to be the entire Kingdom Hearts series. It is, but I have finished the first one. I finished the first <laughs> one before Christmas. And my plan was to finish, like, because I got the big collection thing for the PS4 that has, like, I think it has four games in it that sort of lead up to Kingdom Hearts 3. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish them all before the third one comes out. Because I, pl- I think I, I, I played before I played one and two, but I never touched any of them, so I just thought, well, I'll try and see if I can like get a coherent story out of what's meant to be going on. I mean, I doubt it's ever going to happen, because it's Kingdom Hearts, but, you know, a boy can try. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got, like, there's three other games still to play. I've started two of them for about an hour and a half each, and they're about 40-hour games, probably. Because so. Kingdom Hearts like a crossover between sort of JRPGs and then Disney characters. Essentially, it's because some Disney of the Final Worlds. Fantasy characters are in there. Yeah, there well. are some. It it leans more heavily on like bringing in sort of just sort of the JRPG aspects from Final Fantasy, and then it just literally just sets you in Disney worlds. Like there's like a, a level in Kingdom Hearts two where you go to the Pride Lands and join Simba for a bit. You get to you turn into a, a lion yourself, which is quite cute. Um, but there's also ones like where you go to, um, like uh, Neverland, and you do you get to fly and do Peter Pan stuff. Does the whole does this is, mean now that Disney own just about every cultural IP I mean, under the sun I that we could been... see a crossover into Kingdom Hearts of both Star Wars and now that Disney owns Fox, the Alien franchise? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> you never know. I mean, I, Alien less so, but I imagine maybe Star Wars and marvel i mean i think from memory that there might have been talks about it maybe being a thing and i mean kingdom hearts 3 is not likely to come out for ages so they keep saying it's going to be next year for like the past 10 years so um because i guess i guess star Star wars got into um disney infinity yeah i i I don't see why it wouldn't i mean this one's definitely got toy story in it so 
it's not exactly a huge leap to think it might have other stuff. And then the other ones had um, just like Winnie the Pooh and things, which I always forget Disney. So, yeah. Yeah, they're all sort of, well, apart from Chain of Memories, which is a bit weird, um, they're all sort of hack and slash RPGs where you just sort of mash some buttons and do some cool combos. That your um, key, your swords are keys. That's the other thing are, I've seen. Yes, from it pictures. is the most insane game. It's the sort of game that when you explain to people, they look at you and go, "And you enjoy playing this? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, mate." <laughs> uh, I was sat playing it, and my girlfriend came in. She was like, "I mean, why? Why, why, why are is you Donald a Duck fish man underwater with Ariel?" With key. <laughs> it's like. It's like you know you're 27, don't you? And I'm like, it's fun. <laughs> Promise it's not ridiculous. <laughs> With a crazy look in his eyes. It's fun. Yeah. It doesn't make <laughs> you sound insane. But yeah, those are, those are on my shame pile because I started them both before Christmas and haven't really touched them since. And um, I think I kind of burnt out after playing Kingdom Hearts 1. Now it's like, I don't really feel like another one right now because they're, they're sort of iterations on each other. So they're fairly similar. Oh, what else is on here? My other JRPG is... Uh, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, which I have written an interesting article about, the Gambit system. That was quite interesting. It sounded like an interesting system. It is interesting. My issue with it is just that it's massive, and um, I don't particularly like the story in it, so I'm not that engaged <laughs> with, like, oh, I've got to go and save the kingdom. I'm just a bit like, yeah. It's my thing I listen to when I've got, like, a podcast that I want to listen to, so, like, if I've got something queued up that's worth listening to I'll, I'll stick that on and i'll just do some zodiac age for a little bit but it's it's not high on my list of things that i'm going to get to okay unfortunately and then, and then now do your now do your final three in one sentence each okay so to echo twilight princess i need to go to some pillars of eternity Sentence. Oh, I mean, sure, if you you just want to put them into one sentence, I meant... One sentence. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant put them in one sentence. <laughs> one sentence each. By, by all means do that, but I would... I there we are. Well. <laughs> Basically, I need to finish Twilight Princess Echo, which is a really interesting game that I talked about a few podcasts ago last year, I think. I think, um, that, I think it was the last episode, actually. Was it? Was yeah, we've been on hi- hiatus. Yeah. I can't remember anything. It was a Previously, on Bits and Pieces, <laughs> I talked about Echo, and it is really good. But I got stuck on it because it's also quite hard. So it's it's on my shame pile of things to finish because I really liked it, but it's really hard. And then mm. Pillars is just a time sink that I don't really have time for right now. So, it's, so you, I feel like you've been much stricter with yourself. I was like, it would... you've got loads of games from your shame pile. I I just picked the three that I think I'll probably end up getting around to playing anyway. So it will take an eternity to beat that game. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> I bow to you, sir. <laughs> sorry, I, uh, that was I'm sorry. And there's, there's loads of others. Pray that for I you. I know the way out. I've got so many others. I've got I've got three Tales games downloaded on my PS3 to play that I owned for like six years, probably or something ridiculous. So I, I, I've got so many. Like I I've got to stop buying games. Like I bought uh, Trauma Center the other day for seventy five p. I don't know when I'm going to play that. It just looked interesting. It was 75p. <laughs> Quick, move on nice. before get, before we end up right. hearing about every go, game. Go, 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 go. <laughs> right, okay. My list, one sentence each. Persona 5, sunk about 50 hours into it when it came out during my dissertation. And I've only played it occasionally since. Love it, but do need to finish it. Yeah. Prey, started it. It's really good. I like it a lot. Very system shock. 
Still not finished. Neo, again, came out like the start of last year. Have not yet finished it. <laughs> and Stellaris, I just want to get more into uh, big, big strategy games this year. Yeah, so. that's also one that's on my shame pile. I've been to learn that game, play that game a little bit more. Aren't they... Did I misremember this, but did I hear something about a System Shock HD remake? There is, I believe, something happening. I, I think... I don't know if it's kind of a... An, I think it's an official sanctioned thing, but I think it could be kind of almost one of those, you know, ascended mods, like Black Mesa Source, that kind of thing. Not 100% on that. Interesting. Uh... So, right, our... We we need to resolve ourselves to move on with the podcast. So what are our resolutions for this year? Uh, Finish some games. Finish some games. That's good. Mine, personally, my aim for this year is to hopefully finally become good at fighting games. Because oh, I suck at them. So bad. I am, I am terrible and I'm just bad at learning fighting games. I bounce off them very hard. Yeah, I think we've established I'm the person that just sets a resolution that's really easy and requires no effort. I will. <laughs> just so that they at can least feel nice. At least you'll actually do it. At the end of this year, I'll probably still be trash at Street Fighter. So. Is it Street Fighter Five? you you going to try uh, it? I don't know. I, I have... Right, so I've been kind of... I've been getting into a, a Brawlhalla, but it's kind of basically just a Smash clone. Oh, I've yes. been playing a bit of that. No, no offence to the game. It's good fun, though. Yeah. Just really easy to learn, and it's just been making me think I kind of want to get into other games again. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Dragon Ball Fighters game coming out. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It looks... It look, it's really fun. It's got the same cool style of the uh, the more recent... Um, uh, oh, God. What's it called again? It's Guilty Gear, people, isn't it? It's Guilty art, Gear. Art system works. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Yeah. And it, it looks it looks really good in that kind of style. It really yeah. gets the style right. And it's got some really like beginner-friendly things. I played the beta and got my face smashed in because there's no training mode. And I don't know any of the moves. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm kind of keen to play that. Kind of keen to get into Street Fighter V again. Because, again, it's got kind of more simple inputs than the previous ones in the series. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Fighting games are kind of my goal for this year. That's a good goal. Uh, what's mine? Probably just to, like, actually play some Wii games. Like, I've, I've never Aye. really ever played any Wii games, so I'd actually, like, I've been looking into, like, just weird Wii games to play, like, Trauma Center. I never even knew that was a thing, to be honest, but it's by Atlas, so it sounds, yeah. sounds interesting, at Trauma least. Center. It's about being a doctor. Like I think there were DS ones as well. Well, there, I don't know. I, I was like, do I recognise this? And I was looking into the at the, bo- the back of the box and I was going, am I just thinking of a different game where you play as a doctor? But anyway, there's quite a lot of like weird and quirky Wii games that came out that used the motion controls in odd ways. So my yeah. plan is just to kind of just explore this <laughs> extremely old system. <laughs> and uh, and also, that's fair. You, there's also some cool stuff on there. Far less, there were. but... A, little, a few things. Excellent. We are resolved. We are. We are resolved. I'm People gonna... have been playing uh, Captain Toad on my on my uh, Wii U. I'm going to nice. race us through okay, some board games so we can good. arrive Sorry, at uh, arrive at my Cycle, bargain basement quiz. Okay. Yes. Including, I believe, the the board game that delayed this podcast. The board game oh, that yes. delayed this podcast. The the game that is not quick. Did the you game win? that took eleven <laughs> hours to play. Uh, Who were you I, playing as? Were you the Space Lions? I was not the Space Lions, so I played Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, uh, which, for if you don't know, is a big old board game. Real big. It is a big sci-fi strategy game. There's diplomacy, Huge. there's trading, there's a lot of war, 
or not a lot of war, and you're fighting to score objectives to be the first to 10 objective points. And I played last weekend, and it took 11 hours, but it was great fun. Uh, I did not play as the Space Lions. I played as the regular Space Humans. Uh, Like Space Snails or Slugs or something as well. It's like a snaily... There are... There are space fish in a jar. There are space, space turtles. Maybe, that, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Fish in a jar. Uh, to my my neighbours in the galaxy were on one side big old angry plants, and yeah. I had the space lions on my other on my other border. But they both proved very good neighbours. It was the slippery snake people that <laughs> were the trickiest, and they managed they managed to sneak a win. Ah. But yeah, no, it's it's a very it's a fun game that just kind of is big in scope and it's basically been refined a little bit for 4th edition Um, because yeah the the 3rd edition was a big game and then got expanded to be an even bigger game with two big expansions and they've kind of taken a lot of the good stuff from the expansions and included them in 4th edition like all the races that were available in the previous game are available in 4th edition which is nice yeah, because yeah, basically, every, like the, the the race you pick at the start of the game has a big effect on, well, to an extent, on how you play and the interesting sort of specific mechanics that you get. Like humans are really good at just spreading out and making people. Like they have a they have a flagship that just makes people. Ah. Uh, it's called the Genesis. I imagine I imagine it's just success, successive generations of people being born and trained into the special forces. On, on that ship, uh, but yeah, was then, it good? It was good. Was it good. Like it, 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 you know, it's a long. It's a, it's a game you have to set aside a day for, and yeah. I'd say we had there were three. There were they're like I think we were, I think we were two new players, uh, but it's one, like and it's also one of those games that because you like you rarely play it comes out, you kind of you forget a lot of stuff in the interim. Um, I could see it last going quicker if like you played the same group over and over again, but no, it's got a lot of nice Unlikely. stuff and it's just a gorgeously produced game. It's just, the quality of it is excellent. Uh, and cool. the complete opposite of it is Flan Rouge because, as everyone knows, the opposite of a turtle is a Frenchman on a bicycle. That is true. Uh, I've checked with the science man. Flam Rouge is a cycling racing game that does not take 11 hours, but rather takes about 40 minutes. And it's just nice and simple. It's literally just a case of you play a card that has a number on it, and then your cyclist moves that number of spaces. Uh, but yeah, that was a game I took home for for Christmas, played with my siblings, Got even got my dad to in, enjoy a game of it. Uh, but yeah, it's just a really nice, light game that you can not think about uh, or think about quite a lot and try and do a little bit of strategy. So it's just kind of quite really accessible and you just have nice little plastic cyclists that run along a track. Yeah. Uh, I've yet to try any of the interesting road segments because it comes with a whole load of segment like road puzzle bits that you assemble together to make your race course. Mm. Uh, and there are exciting things like hills and Whoa. cobblestones no. but that's all too crazy I've just been playing with the uh, the regular road 
Yeah, there's like a campaign version of that, isn't there? Yeah, there's, there is. So like it all together into a grand theme. Because like the the core of it is you you cycle and then if you and then you can slipstream behind other cyclists and if you fail to slipstream, then you take an exhaustion card, which is just like a crap card that goes into your little deck that represents your cyclist's energy, essentially. And so the more exhaustion you take, when you draw your hand, suddenly you discover that you've only drawn crap cards or you didn't get the burst of speed that you needed. Hmm. Um. So there's kind of lots of little managing stuff there. Uh, but you can play a little like tour where you play multiple races and apparently some of the exhaustion in your deck carries over between races. Cool. Makes sense. Um, I'd like to try that and I look forward yeah, to playing more. Yeah, sounds good. Um, but that brings us to the finish line of this big podcast race. And waiting for us we're there all exhausted. is a seedy looking salesman. Who's got a quiz under his jacket? Oh, good. Can we have a go? You can indeed. Welcome yeah. to Barker's Bargain Basement, where you guys are going to play real or fake. I didn't. I didn't have much time for the the, the other the subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> so true or, is, or, or not true? <laughs> a lie or not a lie? Excuse me, I'll, I'll just go get uh, Noel Edmonds from out of the closet. Deal or no deal? Deal or not a deal. <laughs> so I I can't remember how I found it, but I ended up on like a weird back end of Amazon looking at like knockoff <laughs> like games devices, of which there are so many, and the the like the the at like the descriptions of them are just brilliant because they were either written by a bot or someone with little grasp of English or someone in another language and then translated into English but so many of them just make so little sense that it's wonderful so what I've done is I've prepared four questions and each question I will read three little snippets from uh, descriptions of these wonderful totally legitimate devices and you need to spot which device is the real device for example. Okay. So I've taken so two of the segments will be from totally legitimate best ever fun console and one of them will be from a real life console such as your Wii U or your PSP. Got you. However, to make and them... And we have to find the real you one. You have to find the real one. Sounds simple. Deceptively so. Deceptively so because I've made the real ones blend in with their real fake counterparts by running them through Google Translate several times. Aha. <laughs> They've been translated through several languages and finally back into English. Yeah. But but George, the, the neural network, it's supposed to work perfectly these days. <laughs> well, you'd hope, as I imagine <laughs> the, uh, the real fake snippets were written in a very similar way. So, so to kick us off, which of these options would you like to buy i'm gonna read you a little snippet so the first one is just general right description the other ones are themed slightly okay cool. so Exciting. option a uh comes with i'm gonna read these slowly because my god some of these sentences are hard to read with the real game controllers pad this is not a new way to play with friends but how to get involved with friends and relaxation <laughs> Uh, so that's option A. Okay. Uh, option B. This is slim, 
portable and trendy, has 2 million rear camera. You can shoot at any time you like pattern. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and finally, item C. The feeling in the hand is firm, inclined, a right thumb for thumb, two triggers and an eight-line keyboard to help you control. The handle and handle structure improves and can be easily adapted to a wide range of manpower. Faster response menu and control keys for easy mapping. <laughs> oh right. god, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm that's all. That's the only response. Really. Okay. Go with which of those B. is a deal? I'm gonna go with B. I'm gonna go with B. So I, I believe B was this game is slim, portable, and trendy. Has two million <laughs> yeah. rear camera. You can shoot at any time you like the pattern. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm going to say what was A again? A was the real game again. controller's pad. This is not a new way to play with. Fr- Sorry, the real game controller's pad. This is not a new way to play with friends, but how to get involved with friends and relaxation. I'm going to say A is the real one. You are correct, Gavin. You have <gasps> you have managed to get yourself a real good deal on a Wii U. That's what I thought. You see, I, I couldn't think of anything real that was slim and portable, or might be mangled to be slim and portable, <laughs> that also has a rear camera on it. But I know this is probably bad logic, because th- th- there's no chance of it having a, real ca- a rear camera on it, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid, Nevi, you have ended up with an Anne Burnick handheld game console, 4.3 inches, 653 classic portable game console, oh, pap kill it. support, GBA, GBC, GB, Sega, NES, SFC, Neo Geo, birthday presents for children, height and blue. So I thought I think it, got it might have been the 3DS because yeah, you got the camera on the front and then on the on the other side. Oh, maybe. you do actually. Yeah. Well, this this has 2 million rear camera. 2 million. I didn't understand that bit. <laughs> I mean... If, if you think the 3DS had two cameras, which made it 3D, that must be like, God knows how many dimensions that cameras are in. Can see through multiple dimensions. Okay, so now I'll be I'll be selling you some products based on their their visual fidelity or their screens. Okay. okay. So, uh, item A, the backlit function of the screen ensure players can play everywhere. Uh, that was item A. So B. Okay. Larger sized HD screen get you better Vison experience when playing games. <laughs> Help the player to observe the details and react quickly, protecting your child's sight health. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and finally, option C. For those who see the eyes of the real world, it could be more sustained. <laughs> I can't read this, it's just so unreadable. Calm down, okay. I've got it, I've got it. For those who see the eyes of the real world, it can be more sustainable, perhaps more feasible and valuable. (laughs) Right, okay. I'll let you guess first this time. I'm going to go with B. I'm going to go with A. A. So, A was the backlit function of the screen ensure players can play everywhere. And B was yeah, larger sized HD screen can get you better Vison experience when playing game. Help the so player like... to observe the detail as well as protecting your child's sight health. 
I'm afraid neither of you have ended up with the shiny PlayStation 4 HDR you could have got had you decided... Yeah, the, the console. <laughs> I decided that I wanted to see the eyes of the real world. How do you decide you wanted to see the eyes of the real world? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the more mangled descriptions from Google Translate. That's incredible. Uh, see, I just thought that it wouldn't be so funny if it wasn't real. I don't know. That was <laughs> so. Passing on that, you've uh, you've won yourselves a handheld game console, sixteen gigabyte, five inch screen, two thousand classic game support and video music playing, built in three M camera in one USB charge. Birthday and New Year's best gift for kids. Brackets black. Nice. Good. Good. That's. I'm looking forward. Protect to your it. child's eyes. Protect. <laughs> My... My child's eyes help, really do. They need the... I think they just dropped the H, it just says sight help. Sight help. Okay, so these these are notes. Section three is notes from the usage instructions. Okay. Okay. Uh, Option one. If button doesn't work, customers just need to press the button to automatically return to the correct position and start the normal work. (laughs) Option B, if you hear unusual sounds and see a wonderful smell, remove the power station from the power station support and customer communication. <laughs> if you see a smell. <laughs> uh, and option C, uh, on my shiny display rack, do not keep high volume for a long time. If you have tinnitus symptoms, have small volume or not continuous use headphones. I think C is the real one. C sounds legit, like legitimate advice, but then I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But I'm going to go with C as well. I'm afraid you are both wrong. <laughs> no. As you plunge your hands into the lucky dip box, you've come out with handheld game console, a Nurbit game console, 2.8 inch, 1.6 games, LCD, PVP game player, classic game console, one USB charge presents for children, hyphen black. Well, at least my, my children's sight help and their hearing will be protected by my quality choices in entertainment systems. This is true. Uh, so what you should have gone for is if you hear unusual sounds and see a wonderful smell, remove the power station from the power station, support and customer communication, which would have netted you a lovely new Nintendo Switch. Oh. If you see a smell. You know it's bad when that happens. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a quote straight from the Nintendo Switch user manual. <laughs> by way of several translations. Excellent. Oh dear. Uh, finally, lots of these have small print notes, which I have uh, selected a few of. Okay. Uh, so, note, if there is a scratch on the screen, please don't worry, the game console is 100% brand new. There is a protective film on the screen. You can remove or hold the protective slim. Hunt Mike 2.7 LCD screen. Screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's option A. Quite. Uh, option B. Note. One, before connect to a TV, make sure that your TV and the unit are turned off. Two, switch the channel on the TV to the audio video channel. And finally... Nice. That's my favourite channel. <laughs> option, option C. Months TVs and premium electronic utilities... Rates for ISPs, 4K playback, and application options. Good. I like all those features. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with B. Okay. 
I am going to go with C. Ah, Nevi, I'm sorry. You have come away with a game handheld console. Rocks Yu Yu San game console 2.8 LCD PVP plus game player classic handheld game console 168 games in one USB charge birthday Christmas gift for children. Well, Gav, I mean, Nevi's got a lot of birthday or Christmas <laughs> gifts for children. Doing quite well. They're just hitting those SEO keywords. Really, is what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, well, Gav, well, you have come away with a shiny new Xbox One. Oi! Hooray! <laughs> I can't wait to get home and play all my favorite. <laughs> Microsoft IPs on it. <laughs> so, George, when does it arrive in, in the mail? Uh, and where, where do I where do I where do I send to whose PayPal do I send the money? You send a, a small fee to uh, bits and pieces at PayPal <laughs> slash scam. Slash, oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is this the first time I've won a quiz? I think it is. I think you might be. <laughs> With a big score Yay. of two to one. It's two two points. <laughs> That's good. Well done. I didn't I get any know. points, but I did get a lot of stuff, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You've got a whole load of junk consoles. <laughs> got a ton of tat. I, I highly recommend just having, having a browse through because some of the stock images are wonderful, including a whole load of renders of the console with hands photoshopped on. Very badly photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, they are very good. Oh yeah, you could entertain yourselves for hours just looking at those. I'll try and remember to put some or one or two in the, in the description of the podcast. On yeah, the I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll put a link to my favorite. Like, so, like all the uh, all the le- like the letters that they replace some of the keys with. So, like this this handheld one has D C A B keys. Ah. <laughs> oh dear. Classic. Or should I say, game classic handheld game console six <laughs> and so on? All right, I think that and, <laughs> that brings aye. us to the end of our double digits podcast. An extra that's... long hour forty, we come skidding to a halt. We do, we do. There's um, a there's a particularly good one that has its weird render of this dodgy looking console with then what well, I assume is a ripped image of Battlefront Four. <laughs> playing on it good which I, uh, I think is a pretty bold claim yeah. I think it it sounds like one <laughs> for uh, a 3 inch retro game console with 566 games portable video game player 3 inch <laughs> yeah that's that's, 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 how, that's how big the screen is and they're all Battlefront <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy Battlefront 4 in glorious 3 inch <laughs> display Inglorious, not point one k resolution. Oh, yeah, dear. and they they make some wonderful use of stock images. There you go. Ways to entertain yourselves between articles and podcasts. There, from between us. between that New Year celebration that we had and the next one, just yes. spend the entire year staring at stock images and going slowly insane. Yeah, we we'll wait for George to finish his next um, his next game of uh, Twilight Imperium. <laughs> We'll see you in 2019. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think all that is left for me to do is to sign us off and say goodbye and thank you for listening. Uh, if you found listening. us without the website attached, do check us out at bitsandpieces.games. We've got some cool articles. Uh, we've got a new, uh, new Year's Roundup, a 2017 Roundup, to say what we enjoyed from it. So give that a good read. It was fun to write. 
Um, we've all got our own little sections, so there's a voice from everyone, which is nice. Yeah, uh, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, you can also follow us on the Twitter at Bits Plus Pieces or on Instagram and Facebook at Those Bits and Pieces. If you've enjoyed the podcast, do give us a rating thingy. Um, it would be nice. Uh, I'd recommend us to your friends and family. Yes, yes. At least once a day. <laughs> At least. Minimum. Or you don't get to play Vermintide with us. Exactly. We'll check your cards at the door, your ID. <laughs> yeah, you need signed proof. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. 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 <laughs> what was with this, the gaps between goodbyes? Because <laughs> we were terrible <laughs> at saying goodbye. More it's so difficult. <laughs> Alright, so should I hit stop recording? <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. probably.